0: all right good morning everyone welcome to yes and amen this is pastor derek fletcher hey is that good oh guess what i'm looking okay here we go i think that's better god bless everyone welcome to yes and amen okay that's better with pastor derek fletcher derek fletcher and galley fletcher welcome everyone and as we get prepared and ready for our lesson on today enjoy (laughs) And God bless, we have an excellent lesson talking about, the, uh, it says transition, so we'll see uh, the transition from a judge to a king-based uh, ruled nation, and then we'll see the transition from Saul to David, all right, God bless you as we sit back, relax, as we get prepared. Right. Welcome back, everyone. All right. Can you see my screen? Can you hear me? Yes. Can you see the screen? You can see the lesson for today? Yes. All right. Okay. Awesome. And So let's do this. I'm going to make a quick adjustment here as we go through that way my video is uh, appropriately marked. so I'm gonna do this real quick. I'm going stop sharing really quick that, that way the video is Let's see.
1: Let's go here.
0: how's everyone doing this morning good okay uh, we're going to have the open us up with prayer this morning if you will
2: Lord, thank you for waking us up on today and lord thank you for blessing us with all that you've blessed us with and lord we want you to please continue blessing us in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All
0: right. Amen. Amen. All right. Yes. Oh, was there something else? Somebody? Right. Okay. Okay, can you see my, the new screen? Yes, right. I can see a Zoom screen. And now okay, I can, see can you see the lesson now. Can you see the lesson? Yes. All right, cool. Awesome. All right, let's do this real quick. That way I can turn my video on. Can you see the video? Can you see me?
2: Yes. Okay. You can see your video, but we can't see you.
0: Can't see you. Oh no, oh we can. No, I can. can. Okay. All right. I had to I had to make some adjustments here. All right, I think we're good. All right. So today is a great lesson. We have some scriptures to get in front of. And so today we want to share with you uh the students and overarching understanding of Old Testament as it relates to plot and content. And so today uh, we have a lesson that will take us from Samuel, the prophet, uh, to Saul as king, and then David being anointed as king. So there's a lot of transitions today, a lot of good meat scriptures, I guess you could say. And so also, uh, we want you, the students, to understand how God has an obedient servant he uses to accomplish his mission. So uh, even when someone else seems to disobey, and so we see an instance of an obedient servant uh, in Samuel, um, and then compared to Eli's sons who were corrupt. And and so they were so corrupt that they couldn't be, um, they couldn't be prophets and and rulers or judges, from that aspect. Then also we see where Saul was anointed as king, but he he disobeyed God. He he didn't listen to what God had to say, and so God fired him, and, and anointed David to be king. So a lot of transition today, and we want to inspire you the students uh, with uh, uh, Samuel's story and God called him as a, a child he's I, I, he was young and God called him you know and so availability behavior David fearing God the Holy Spirit leadership and then listening all right so these are key topics and key things here in our memory scripture says for samuel 3 and 10 the lord came and stood there calling as at calling as at the other time samuel samuel then samuel said speak for your servant is listening Again, the Lord came and stood there calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. All right, again, the Lord came and stood there saying as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, "Speak for your servant is listening." Okay, so this is First Samuel three and ten. Okay, repeat after me: First Samuel three and ten. Okay, First Samuel Un- three unmute. and ten. Everybody unmute and mute, unmute, unmute. First Samuel three and ten.
2: First Samuel Samuel 310, 310.
0: The Lord came and stood there.
2: The Lord came and came stood,
0: and stood there, there. Calling as at the other times. Calling as, 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 the as at times. the other
2: times. Samuel,
0: Samuel, Samuel.
2: Samuel,
0: Samuel. Then Samuel said. Then Samuel said. Samuel said Speak for your servant is listening. Speak for your servant 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 is listening. Okay. All right. It's like a group thing here. We're just going to pause it so people can look at it and and they can possibly work on this and read through it. So we'll give it about a second, 10 seconds. All right, so, okay, let's look at the book of Samuel. Let's go straight to it. So Samuel is a key figure in the Old Testament for several reasons. First, he was the final judge in a long line of judges, all right? So he was the final judge because the people screamed and shouted, and they said, hey, we want to be like the other nations we want. <laughs> we, want to, we want to have a king. And so God's intention was that, that the nation of Israel uh, would be unique in that God would directly be their king. But they didn't want that. They wanted to be like other other nations. And so it says, second, he anointed... Uh, Uh, Samuel anointed the first king of Israel, which was King Saul, as well uh, as we'll discover today, right? He also anointed the second king of Israel, which is David, all right? And so you guys probably know about David, which is something uh, we'll also discuss or, or talk about today in terms of the overall Old Testament picture, um, he serves as a transitional figure of judges ruling Israel uh, to Kings. Okay. And so in terms of overall Old Testament picture, he serves as a transitional figure of judges. Okay. And, and so that's, so that's what we have today and so we have a lot of good scriptures to go and read all right let's take a look here and so it says here um all these events occur in the book of samuel which we are will study today okay so what we'll do is uh, samuel first samuel 3 we got verses 1 through 10 and then we have 19 20 uh 21 19 20 21 all right so what we'll do is uh first Samuel uh let's see how we're going to do this 1 through 5 Derek you'll read first Samuel 1 through 5 Yanni, you'll read uh um what is it 6 through 10, right? Is that right? Yeah. And Then I'll read verses 19, 20, and 21. Okay.
2: Okay.
3: The boy Samuel ministered, ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet come out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was then Then the Lord Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered him, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and laid down.
0: Okay, Yanni. Yanni, 6 through 10.
2: Again, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son Eli said, I do not call. I did, not, I did not call, go back and lay down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lay down, and if it speaks to you, say, Speak, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling out the, the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening.
0: Okay, speak, Lord, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. That reminds me of a song. So, okay, my turn. First Samuel uh, 3, 19 through 21. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and he let none of Samuel's words fall on the ground. And all... Israel from Dan to Beersheba recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. Speak Lord, speak Lord. Okay, all right, here we go. All right, so Samuel is born from Hannah, and just a little bit backstory. Born to Hannah, and Hannah, uh, in in Samuel one and one, and Hannah gave her son to Eli the priest. Okay, uh, and so there's a there's a whole backstory to that, um, and that'd be just a whole nother little section of Bible study on on how that's happened. Uh, and uh, so he serves under Eli in the temple as Eli's heir, right? And the reason was Eli had two sons, but they were wicked. I mean, they were like just off the charts, right? And and so uh, the wicked sons who died and therefore could not serve, right? So what we just read was Samuel's calling into ministry. And a a summary of his in, his influence on the people of Israel. Okay, and so God God called Samuel uh, to be a judge over the people, and He called him to be a prophet to the nations. Okay, so I just want you to keep your keep your mind on that. And, and but let's go into this right here. Let's look at the question. So. Um, what does the following verse mean? the Lord, the Word of the Lord was rare. there were there were not many visions. What do you think that means, Derek?
3: At that time, a lot of people didn't necessarily know about Christ or the Lord.
0: Okay, okay. all right, that's a good that's a good one um and so also at that time the word of the lord was rare the word of the lord was rare there weren't a whole lot of messages from god to the people through the prophet right so god is not actively speaking to the people right and and so okay let's go to the next one so yanni how how do you think this is related to what we learned about judges last week? Uh, that someone uh, did what was right in their own eyes. You remember the judges? Uh, what was it? Deborah was one of the judges. And the other one was it Echanaiah? I can't remember. So. What does it mean? Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. This right here. Right? So, so I'll yeah. give you an example. I'm not gonna go to church on Sunday. Matter of fact, I'm not gonna do church. Matter of fact, I'm not gonna bless my food, right? Matter of fact, I'm gonna tell lies, right? So those are things that people feel like that are right in their own eyes. So how do you think this related back to uh, to the judges and the, the what we had last week? You think the people were, were doing what God asked them to do or were no. they doing their own thing? No.
2: Their own thing.
0: They're their own doing thing. Their own thing. Okay, let's see what this is. It's likely that God was trying to speak, but his obedient, his disobedient people were not listening. Right? Yes.
1: So right.
0: so when you're doing what's right in your own eyes, you're, you're not gonna hear God, right? You're not gonna hear from God because you don't want to. You want to do whatever it is that's in your heart to do that's not of God. Okay. And so so if you were Samuel and you heard a voice in the night as he did, what would you have done, Derek, and then Yanni? So if you heard a voice in the night, what would you do?
3: Dad, dad,
0: somebody's calling me. No, go ahead. What would you say, Derek?
3: Yes, I would tell my parents.
0: Okay, Yanni, what would you do?
2: I would, probably, <laughs> I would probably think you guys were calling my name, so I would probably go into the room.
0: Oh, okay, okay. And so, so he heard the voice of God, right? He heard God's voice, but he think it's Eli, right? So he goes into Eli and says, hey, did you call me? What, what's going on, right? So, so some would say, "Freak out, get scared." Check with Eli, like uh, like Samuel did, right? I, I mentioned that. So, yeah, I says, "Hey, who's what, when, where?" So, uh, what does verse ten tell us about uh, Samuel's character? What do you think?
2: It tells us that he doesn't know or he had not heard of the Lord.
0: Okay, he had not heard of the Lord. Anything else? OK, so if you were Samuel and you heard the voice of the Lord in the night as he did. OK. All right. So we already we already dealt with that. So what does verse 10 tell us about Samuel's character? Verse 10. Let's take a look at verse 10. What what does that tell us about about uh, Samuel?
2: Um, Samuel is ready to serve
0: God. Okay, okay. W- what you were going to say, Derek? Um, well, not sure. Not sure. Speak, Lord, speak, Lord. Okay. So Samuel was a servant of God. And so uh, um, he says here, the Lord came and stood there calling as Mm -hmm. at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak for your servant is listening. Okay, all right, let's go on. So God now, he begins speaking through his servant Samuel, right? He is a prophet and the last judge. He is the leader of Israel, everyone from Dan to Beersheba. that's the farthest north, to the further south in in Israel, from north to south. Recognizes Samuel's authority, right? So this led to some some big uh, moments. All right, so... All right, so now we have Samuel chapter 8, Verses 1 through 22. So what we're going to do is, um, Derek, you're going to read verses 1 through uh, 11. And then, Yanni, you're going to read 12 through 22. How about that? Okay. All right.
3: When Samuel grew old, he appointed his son as Israel's leader. Leaders. There's. You're in the way. Here we go. As Israel's leaders. The name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of the second was Abai. Ab. Ab- Abai. Ab-
0: Abijai
3: Abijai That's what it says. And saying, they yeah. served
0: at Beersheba. Ber- Ber- Sheba. Beersheba. Beersheba.
3: Beer- Sheba, but his sons did not follow his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain and accepted bribes and
0: per, perverted justice. Okay, so, hold on, we, hold on, right there, hold on. So they took money. They were dishonest. They accepted bribes and they distorted justice, meaning they were either seditioners, liars, and deceivers. Uh, they accepted money for tasks that they that was illegal. And they, for dishonest gang, they were very greedy and very selfish. Okay. All right. Keep going. So all the elders
3: of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel and Rama. Ramah. Ramah right. yeah. yeah. They said to him, you are old and your sons do not follow your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us, such as all the other nations have. But when they said, Give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord, and the Lord told him, Listen to to all that the people are saying. To the Lord told him. Oh, wait, oops um you you um hey, where are you at head over. listen to all the people to to you it is not you they have rejected but they have rejected me as their king as they have done From the day I brought them up out of Egypt until his day, forsaking me and serving other gods. So they are doing to you. Now listen to them, but warn them solemnly. And let them know what the king who will reign over them will claim as his rights Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking him for a king he said that th- he said this is what the king the king who will reign over you will claim as his rights he will take your sons and make them serve with char- with his chariots and horses and they will run in f- will run in front of his chariots okay Yanni,
0: Yanni we can't hear you you're muted Ya the Fletcher.
3: it seems like her mic doesn't work
0: right you now know. her mic is I'm not working want to rejoin okay let's see I'm gonna ask it to unmute it.
2: it worked now. All right. It wasn't working before, but it worked now.
0: Okay. Are you ready?
2: Verse number 12. Yes. Some people assign to be commanders of thousands and of thousands and commanders of fifties, and others to plough his ground and reap his harvest, and still others to make weapons of war and equipment for his chariot his chariots. He will take your daughters to a to be perfumers and cooks and bakers He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to attendants. He will take a tenth of your grain and of the vineyard and give it to his officials and attendants. Your mail and female servants and the best of the year cattle and donkeys will he will take for his own use he will take a tenth of your flocks and your and yourself will co- will become his slaves when the day comes You will cry out for relief from the king you have chosen, but the Lord will not answer you in that day. But the people refused to listen to Samuel. No, they said, we want a king over us. Then we will be like all the other nations with a king to lead us And go out before us and fight our battles. When Samuel heard all that the people said, he repeated it before the Lord. The Lord answered, listen to them and give them a king.
0: Then Samuel said to the Israelites... Everyone, go back to your hometown. A lot of noteworthy things happened to Samuel. He fought for Israel, protected his country against their chief adversaries, the Philistines, and he saw that the ark was returned to Israel. However, his main contribution is the shift from a nation ruled by judges to one ruled by kings. So, Derek, why aren't Samuel's sons satisfactory leaders? Why? Why?
1: Why?
3: um well the reason why is because they were manipulative they were evil they were doing bribing okay and, uh per pervert perverted um things so
0: okay Okay, so they were doing perverted things. Anything else? That was it, huh? They they were they weren't just rulers. They weren't uh, they didn't follow in their father's example. So uh, the elders of Israel wanted a king for one reason. What was it, Yanni?
2: So that they could be like the other nations.
0: That was it. That's it. So, Derek, what are God's instructions to Samuel?
3: Listen to the people, hear them yeah. out.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. To give them the king, right? That they that they asked for. Yep. So uh how does Samuel warn the people in verse uh 10 through 18
2: he's saying that they will put his, their daughters and stuff in like perfume shops
0: yeah There's, <laughs> their sons will be uh, soldiers right chariot drivers right and uh, and so he's gonna he's gonna place a burden on the people right He's gonna take the best of their their cattle, the best of their donkeys, right? And he's gonna tax them, right? He's gonna take a tenth of their flocks, and you'll also yourselves will also become slaves, right? Right. So so up under God, that accountability factor was there, but but they weren't necessarily slaves, right? Um, but now they're going to be slaves to the king so to speak okay so how do the people respond and provide examples let's see 18 okay it says when that day come you will cry out for relief from the king and have chosen but the lord will not answer you in that day. But what, the people what? What did they do? They what, refused what? Refused to, listen to Samuel. OK. So they refused to listen to Samuel, and they said no. They insisted, right? We want a king over us. It says, then we will be like the other nations. You have to be careful when people want to be like other folk, okay? So they didn't they didn't want to listen. So again, what is God's command? What did he say? He said, listen to them and give them a king, right? Right? Then Samuel, everyone go back to their own towns. So they still did what was right. Do you hear what I'm saying? They did what was right. And they're on sight. That's dangerous, folks. Okay? That's a dangerous thing. Okay, so uh, in his lifetime, Samuel anoints two kings, Saul and then David. Okay? So let's take a look at this. Okay, Derek, read uh, 15, 16, and 17. And then Yanni, you'll read 18, 19, and 20. And then uh, I'll read 21. And then Derek, you'll read this one. And then Yanni, you'll read that one. Okay. All right, you guys ready? Yes. And this now, is Samuel nine and fifteen through twenty one. Okay, and then twenty six. the day
3: before Saul came, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel. About this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Beth
0: Benjamin of,
3: of Benjamin, and. It- Anoint him ruler over my people. Israel, he will deliver. Israel, he will deliver them from the hand of the Philistines. I have looked on my people for their cry has reached me. When Samuel caught sight of Saul. The Lord said this is the man I spoke to you about. He will govern my people.
0: Okay. Yanni.
2: Saul approached Samuel in the gateway and asked would you please tell me where the seer, seer's house is? I am the seer. Samuel replied, "Go up ahead of me to the high place. For today you are eat to eat with me. And in the morning, I will send you on your way and, to, and will tell you all that is in your heart. As the donkeys you lost three days ago, do not worry about them. They have been found. And to whom is all the desire of Israel turned? If not to you and your whole family line?
0: Okay. Saul so answered, "But I am a Benjamite, from the smallest tribe of Israel, and is not my clan the least of all the clans of the tribe of Israel?" They, why do you say such a thing to me? All right, Derek. Verse Samuel 9 and 26.
3: They rose about daybreak, and Samuel called to Saul on the roof Get ready, and I will send you on your way. When Saul got ready, he He and Samuel went outside together.
0: Okay. All right, Yanni.
2: Then Samuel took a flask of oil, of olive oil, and poured it on Saul's head and kissed him, saying, has has not the Lord anointed you ruler over his inheritance?
0: Okay, at first, Saul is unwilling to be king as he does not consider himself qualified. And he even hides to resist being crowned. Finally, Saul is crowned king. <laughs> okay, um, I'll read this one. Um, And then you guys will split this one up and read it about Samuel's uh, anointed. Uh, So First Samuel 10, 23 to 25, they ran and bought him out. And as he stood among the people, he was a head taller than any other person. So let me stop here and share with you. Most people. When they choose a leader, they choose the appearance of that person first. So Saul stood head and shoulders above everyone else. And so Samuel said to all the people, do you see the man the Lord has chosen? There is no one like him among all the people. Then the people shouted, long live the king. Samuel explained to the people uh, the rights and duties of kingship. He wrote them down on the scroll and uh, uh, deposited it before the Lord. Then Samuel dismissed the people to go to their own homes. Okay, so who chooses Saul according to the passage? Samuel, or the Lord. Okay. So what do the people say in response?
3: Long live the king.
0: Long live the king.
3: They we were delighted to have someone who wasn't ruthless and heartless
0: to be there. Okay. Do you sense? That Samuel is pleased about this arrangement?
3: Yes. Oh. Okay,
0: so he's not happy about it because the people are they're they're in danger and don't know it yet. So why do you think Samuel's records records the rights and duties of the kingship? Why do you think he writes those down?
2: To make sure he doesn't mess up.
0: Okay. Okay, we can buy that. Saul is obeying the king, God's command. Okay, so upcoming weeks, we will discuss uh, uh, Saul and death. Right, his reign. His uh, uh, he his reign is uh, tumultuous, and lasts for forty two years. He's not the last king Samuel anoints. By Samuel one and fifteen, mm-hmm. the Lord rejects Saul, even though he continues to reign. Mm-hmm. Saul anoints <clears throat> right a second king. And so here we go. And so mm-hmm. um in this uh in this excerpt, uh, we'll have uh Derek Gilread. 1 through 6, and then Yanni 7 through 14. Okay. The Lord
3: said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since rejected him? You okay? Yes.
0: Okay. Keep going.
3: Fill your horn with oil and be on and be on your way. I oh, I got to move you here. OK, that's better. And be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, how can I go if Saul hears if Saul hears about it? he will kill me the lord said take a heifer heifer with you and say i have said i've come to sacrifice to the lord invite Jesse and uh, to the sacrifice and i will show you how what to do you are to to anoint for me the one I indicate. <laughs> Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived to at Bethlehem. The elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked do you come in peace. Samuel replied yes. In peace I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Con- cons- concentrate.
0: Consecrate. Con- consecrate.
3: Concentrate. Sorry. Yourself consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons to and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw a l- a lab. Eliab. 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 And thought, surely the Lord anointed stands here before the Lord.
0: Okay. All right, Yanni. Mic check. One, two, one, two. One, two. Okay. All right. You ready to read? Yes. Okay. Read.
2: But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height. For I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at things people look at then Jesse called.
0: People look at the outward appearance. Go up, my lad.
2: Oh, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called. Abinab.
0: Abinadad.
2: Abinadad. And had him pass. In front of Samuel, but Samuel,
0: Samuel said,
2: uh, Samuel, Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shema bypass, but, but Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, "The Lord has not chosen these." So he asked Jesse, "Are these all your son- all the sons you have?" "There is still the youngest," Jesse answered. "He is tending the sheep." Samuel said, "Send for him." We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with healthy with health and had a fine appearance
0: and a handsome
2: and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and on anoint, anoint. anoint him one. So Samuel took the horn of the oil and anointed him in the pres-
0: presence
2: presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. Ramah.
0: Ram, Ramah. 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 Okay. Okay. So, what does God instruct Samuel to do? When so when Saul Saul messed up, what did he instruct him to do, Derek? <clears throat> Excuse me.
3: Um, I.
0: He, okay, I'm going I'm to give you an assist on that. He told him to go to Jesse's house, right? Basically, he told yeah. him to go to Jesse's house uh, and anoint one of his sons to be the future king, right? Yes. Let's see if that's what they say. Okay, that's what they say. It says, fill his horn with oil and go uh, to Bethlehem to anoint one of Jesse's sons as king. Right? Okay. So does Samuel protest? Why or why not? Yanni? No. He doesn't. He don't say, hey, that's cool, but the king finds out he gonna kill me. Oh, yes, he did. Right? And so he says, hey, this, this is how you gonna do it. Right? He says, hey, tell him you're going to go and you're going to do some sacrifices, right? Yes. Right? So so God tells him, he says, do exactly what I tell you to do, right? And so, so yes. what is Samuel's what is Samuel's stated reason for coming to Bethlehem and, and uh, what was his true mission? So what did he tell the king?
2: His true mission was to find the future king.
0: Right, right. That, that was his true mission, okay? But he had to tell the king uh, that he has come to sacrifice to the Lord, right? Correct which he did that he sacrificed to the lord right but ultimately it was to anoint the new king which was david so in david what does god teach as the king's most important attribute so what was the key thing in david that uh caused god to say hey go and anoint uh this man. He he basically said, There's a man, go. Uh God looks at the heart, not the physical appearance, right? Yes. Because David wasn't the tallest, he wasn't the best looking, but but he told he told Samuel, he says, he said, There's a man after my own heart. He said, I, I fired Saul, but uh go, there's a man uh that's after my own heart, right? Yes. And so, how many of Jesse's sons were considered before David? He had seven sons, right? So,
2: six.
0: Okay. So, there were six before him. So, who was present for David's anointing? Who was there?
2: His brothers.
0: Okay, his brothers and his dad, right? And a few others, his brothers and a few others. So what is the result according to verse 13?
2: It says that he took the horn and anointed him. Okay. And the spirit of the Lord came powerful upon David.
0: Okay, so he anointed him and the spirit of the Lord came upon him. All right, guys, we are almost done. We still got a few more things. So so it's an awesome lesson. There's a lot of meat here, a lot of good stuff. All right, so I'm going to read this one. And so before David and Goliath, before Saul even off the throne, before Saul is even off the throne, God anoints David as the next king of Israel, right? And he uses Samuel to do it. Okay, so as this is his final great act, much of the rest of 1 Samuel outlines the transition between Saul and David. So Samuel's death is mentioned toward the end of the book. And so I'm gonna read that. And so here it says 1 Samuel 25 and one. Now Samuel died, and all Israel assembled and mourned for him. And they buried him at his home in Ramah. Then David moved down into the desert of Paran. Okay, so we read in, in 1 Samuel 16, that Samuel dies, and they bury him at his home in uh, uh, Ramah. So who shows up uh, to remember him? Right? All of Israel assembled. Right? Does it say that? All oh, Israel. So, what does this say about how Samuel is remembered?
2: A lot of people remembered him.
0: Okay. A, a lot, lot of people you. really loved the way he ruled Israel. Okay. So, he's greatly respected by the people. Yes. So, what do you think earned Samuel that respect? he was a great king okay he was a judge he was a judge oh uh, yeah and so he was a prophet he was a dedicated servant i think okay let's see his obedience his leadership his character okay so with what samuel says samuel's story ends as does an overview of the book of First Samuel. However, there are a few lessons we need to learn before we move on. Okay, so uh, let me see here. Okay, I'll read this and then you guys can divide this up and read it. One, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah. I'll read this one right here. So it says here, 1 Samuel 3 and 10. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. This statement in large part summarizes Samuel's ministry, but how does it help yours? Can you obey God if you don't know where he's leading you? Yes or no. So you got to know to a degree where he's leading you, right? You don't have to know all the facts, but by faith, trust him and, and go in that direction. So how do you discern what god is calling you to do in your life how do you how do you come to that understanding do you pray yes read the word do you meditate okay so by listening right so when we pray then we have a time of silence to hear from god to hear what God is telling us and what advisory information he's trying to send us. Okay. 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 So how might God communicate to you?
3: Hmm. Probably giving me a
0: sign. Giving you a sign. Okay. What else?
3: Hearing out my prayers.
0: Okay. All right. So hearing your prayers. So through his word, through wise friends, through your conscience. Did Samuel discern that God was speaking to him on his own or who held? What do you think? Hmm. Sleep
1: Lord. Sleep, Lord.
0: Maybe. Hmm? Maybe. So Eli, in this case, Eli helped him out. He says, hey, when you hear that voice again, you go back and you answer. Okay? So who might help you? Who are some people that trust, that you trust to help you sort out God's calling in your life? That's a question for you guys. I'm on the road to heaven. Mm-hmm. It's a battle. It's not a battlefield of ease. It's not a beast. Hmm. Hey, that's all I need to run this race. Who do you trust to share? Probably family. Family? Lord. But that that family member has to be tied into the things of God. Yes. Okay. Not just any family member, but you got to be, they got to be tied into the things of God. Okay. Okay. Any questions about that? No. Pastors, teachers, right? Allow students to share. Okay, listen. Uh, okay, so we need to listen to God if we are to be his servants. Okay, so uh, Derek, you're going to read 20, 21, and 22, and then... Oh. Why did I think it was three verses in here? Oh. 20 and 21, you're going to read, Derek, and then 22 and 23, Yanni, you're going to read. And this is First Samuel 15, 20 uh, to 23.
3: But I obeyed the Lord, Saul said. I went on the mission the Lord assigned me. I completely destroyed the Amac- Amac- Amaca- Amalekites. uh, Amalekites 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 and brought back Agog Agog their king the soldiers took sheep and cattle from the plunder the best what the best of what was devoted to God In order to sacrifice them to the Lord your God at Gil
0: Gilgal Gilgal. Okay, Yanni. Okay, Yanni.
2: then, but Samuel replied does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord, to obey is better than sacrifice and he held, and heed he, and to heed is better than to than the fat rams, the fat of rams. To, re- to rebel for rebellion is like the sin of
0: divination,
2: divination, and our arrogance,
0: arrogance, arrogance.
2: like the evil of adultery,
0: idolatry, idolatry.
2: Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king.
0: Okay, so here, here uh, we have, we have Saul. And God told him to burn and kill everything. But he left some stuff over, right? He left their rams. Right, some sheep from the plunder, some cattle. Now he's up on the rooftop, sacrificing that stuff, and God told him to, to burn and kill everybody, ladi dadi everybody, but from the right, the the Malachites, and so he he got fired for that. You guys, he got fired because he didn't listen to God. He wasn't obedient. Okay. So this conversation occurs between Samuel and Saul after a battle where Saul annihilates the Amalekites but spares some of the animals of the defeated people as plunder. This directly, this directly, uh, disobey God's command, right? So this phase in the middle. To obey is better than sacrifice is a direct response to Saul's claim that the animals were spared to be sacrificed to God, right? So, you never, whatever God says, he says, don't appease him and try to do something. uh, Okay, you always want to listen to what God is telling you and to follow it. So and Saul's was uh is Saul's intent noble? What do you think?
3: You think you I think mean, the- it's
0: pretty noble? You think so? Yes. Okay, what do you think, Yanni?
2: I think it's pretty noble too.
0: You guys do? Yes. Okay, let's let's see what they're talking about. What do you guys think? Yeah, I wanna see what's happening? Yes. Let's see. It seems so. If he is honest, right? It seems so if he's honest. So why was Saul actions condemned? Why was it condemned?
3: It didn't necessarily well it sort of um put fear into it. Huh? It sort of did in fear.
0: God didn't fear. what are you talking about? No okay, what are you saying big big guy? Never mind. no, finish what you were saying. <laughs> so the question is... Why are Saul's actions condemned? why did why did God condemn I, his actions? It seemed darnable from the beginning, right but why why did God say no, not so. Let's take a look. What did he do? Can somebody read that? It seemed honorable, but what?
2: He directly diso- disobeyed God's command.
0: Hey, this is serious. What did he do? Derek? He disobeyed. Derek, he
3: disobeyed in. God's command.
0: He did what? He disobeyed God's command. It seemed like it was cool. It seemed like it was an honorable thing, but what? Saul disobeyed God. Okay? Yes. All right, I I want you guys to get this. I want you to understand it. God had already told him, kill everything. Okay? But what did he do? He was up on the roof sacrificing, and he thought it was cool. But God. did not honor that sacrifice because of what? Guys, why didn't he? It was disobeying his commands. Okay. Because he disobeyed the commands of God. What what do you guys think about that?
2: I think that was very interesting.
0: Very interesting. Okay. Excuse me. So, what do you think the phrase to obey is better than sacrifice means? All right. Everybody got to answer that one. Um, I'll start with you first, Johnny.
2: To obey the Lord is better than sacrificing.
0: What does it mean? What do you think it means?
2: I think it means that serving the Lord is better than serve than um sacrificing to a fake
0: Lord. Okay, so to obey. Let's get let's understand that you you were told to do something, but you got another idea, and so you didn't do what you were told to do. You you elaborated on something else because you thought that was gonna be cool. Right? Okay, you'll go, Derek. Well, the difference
3: between obeying. Sacrificing usually intends to when you obey God, you're basically hearing his word, learning from from what he says, and basically obtaining the knowledge from him. You no know, sacrificing sacrificing is basically giving offerings to him to rejoice for him, but
0: Okay, but he took, so so, I'm going to let you hop in in a minute. So he went and sacrificed to God. So you think God accepted that sacrifice? No. Why? Why didn't God accept that sacrifice? Because it was wrong. Because he was disobedient. Okay. Yes, God did not accept the sacrifice because he was disobedient. He didn't. He didn't follow the instructions that God shared with them that he was supposed to do. It's important in your personal life with God and in your personal life with your parents, that you obey the instructions that are handed to you. Any any questions? I, I think I beat this one pretty good. What do you guys think? Yes. So it says here it says that it means that there are that there are seemingly right seemingly yeah. spiritual things we can do even with noble motives but are less important than what obeying God's command Obeying God's command. Obeying the instructions that your parents hand down to you. According to verse 23, what is the source of disobedience and rebellion? Verse 23. So, so do you guys know what divination is? No. It's witchcraft. Divination is witchcraft. Or, Or the spirit of division to go against the things of God. Okay? Okay. It's witchcraft. Y'all, y'all didn't know witchcraft was in the Bible, did you?
2: No.
0: Okay, it's in there. And what about arrogance?
3: Three.
0: <laughs> Satan got kicked out of heaven because of arrogance. <laughs> Selfishness. I'm the greatest. Nobody else is greater. Self indulgence. Looking at myself only. I'm arrogant. No one's better than me. It's all about me. That's arrogance. Like the evil of idolatry. So what is idolatry? Putting objects or items before God. I'm going to put this, I'm going to Put this uh, uh, bottle of water before God. <coughs> the doorknob is more important than God. Following what other people say is more important than what God says, right? Taking an item and turning it into your God, Okay. And, and, and so here it says, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. So when we reject the word of the Lord, right, all of these things come into play. Any questions? Right? Self-worship. Arrogance. I don't care what everybody else is doing. I'm a, I, I'm not going to follow God. I'm going to do my own thing. Right? Right. So what As is Saul's punishment, Derek? What happens to Saul? He is banished or is huh? that? He's what?
3: Baptized. Saul gets baptized?
2: He's not king anymore.
0: What what is Saul's punishment? He's not king anymore, right? He gets punished. Yes. He is rejected as king. So what might our punishment be? Huh? For not doing what we told? What what's our punishment? Not following after the things of God. What could our punishment be?
2: Hmm.
0: What about electronics taken away?
2: Yes, but that's for us not following not, your what, rules. What about
0: what about? Uh, you're disobeying God, so the call of God and the favor of God gets overlooked on you. That's what you. That's what you want me to talk about, right? So it places us in a position that we will not hear from God. Do you hear me? Yes. You get placed, you place yourself in a position that you cannot hear from God. Any questions? No. This also is relevant when You are working with your parents and you disobey them. Is is that clear enough for you? Yes. Huh? Yes. Okay. You guys kind of got stuck on that, but that's the letter of God's word and it's relevant in your life today. When you are disobedient, it comes with consequences, right? Your parents might not see it today, but tomorrow there's consequences that come, things that arise. You place yourself in a position of danger. Your parents might not know about it, but it'll come up later in life, okay? You guys hear me? All right, so God forgives our sins because of the sacrifice Jesus made. Still, still, obedience is no less important. We're still up on the grace now and up on His favor, but what? He still needs us to be obedient to His word. Obey your parents So that your life is long on the earth, obey God and serve God. Okay. Obedience is better than sacrifice. All right, let's pray because we're done. Any questions? No. You sure? Any questions, Johnny? No. Okay. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word and your loving kindness and your tender mercy. Father God, keep us, watch over us and protect us because we are your children. Father God, we thank you for your word on today. We thank you because in you we have all things outside of you. There is nothing. Cover us, protect us. We want to thank you for watching over us. We want to thank you for providing for us. We want to thank you because you cover and protect us. Give us more insight into your word, more insight about the guiding rules of obedience and serving to to you. So we thank you, Father, and we glorify you, and we lift you up. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Amen. Wow, this was some kind of lesson on today. Um, And so we want to say thank you for everyone uh, who attended on today. Um, I'm speechless because the lesson was so excellent. It was so great. And so Pastor Derek Fletcher, we want to say thank you. Uh, for tuning in on today. Uh, Thank you for taking time out. This lesson was definitely uh, what I consider to be a great lesson. And so we want to just say thank God for you on today. Uh, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercy. Now keep us safe and cover us and protect us that your word be heard. From this point, all over social media, all over the world. And so we glorify you. We thank you in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. Pastor Derek Fletcher with Derek Fletcher and Yanni Fletcher with Yes and Amen You. God bless you on today.